T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The score! score! I know there's such a focus on Sunday in this game, but you mentioned numerous times about your belief in the direction of this team, where this team is going. What do you see for the Bears in 2024? Yeah, like I said the other day, you know, the, the, it's everything's on the rise. You know, we, we feel really good about where we are, but, you know, every team is different. You know, there you cannot, you know, you have to lace up your shoes and start from the beginning every single year. You know, so again, that's going to be for the future. And that's that's where it is. But that's what our mindset always is. Every team's different. This team's different than the last year's team. Next year's team is going to be different than this year's team. And it's a it's a, and you have to start from the beginning. And you know, we're going on that. You know, as we start evaluating this this season, you know, next week. That's your head coach. That's Matt Eberflus. Do you he, want to update everybody? He remains, but here is the updated list of who has been fired. Offensive coordinator Luke Getze, quarterbacks coach Andrew Janoko, wide receivers coach Tyke Tolbert, running backs coach Omar Young, who was the second running backs coach that they fired after David Walker. Correct. Assistant tight ends coach Tim Zetz has been relieved of his duties. Okay. So at 3 p.m., there is a press conference. Matt Eberflus, Ryan Poles, and Kevin Warren are slated to speak. George McCaskey is not listed as a speaker. But it's – and and I, I like the, what Chicago Tribune Sports just tweeted to headline the Paul Sullivan column. Instead of being a total disaster, the Bears were merely mediocre, and that counts for progress with a McCaskey-run football operation. In the owners' imaginative minds, a seven and ten season provided evidence they know what they're doing. So here we are. I don't know about all that. I've heard of some of it. Uh, okay, so when- I haven't heard any of that. I didn't hear all of it. I heard a lot about most of it, but what I did hear, I did not hear any of that. When that look, stops you, being you- apl- applicable, when that stops applying. I will therefore think that they made progress. What's up, Lawrence? Would you look at that? Huh. This is from the Baltimore Ravens. Roquan Smith has been named All Pro. Nobody saw that coming. Oh, Again. That's right. Everybody Again. saw Again. that. Everybody saw that coming. Okay, so I had some Bears questions both after the loss to the Packers and then additionally with what we're seeing now with Luke Getze being fired. Some Do you of think them the two remain. of us can answer the questions? I think we can at least talk about that. Do you have the notebook out though? I don't need it today. She oh. doesn't need it. Okay. No, I just I just like the actual image of a of a the the Necronomicon. Yeah, right. unfortunately, I am not tied to one particular prop. I have many. Okay. Many props. Uh You so, get them carrot top. <laughs> yes. So here's the thing. Number 1, I asked this to you Lawrence when we thought that there was a chance the Bears were going to beat the Packers last week. Yes. 
And they didn't. They, they did lost not. for the 10th straight time. They're kind of bullied in that game, too. And in fact, I would say in all facets of the game, coached scared defensively and offensively. Special teams, well, Cairo Santos continues to be Cairo Santos. He's pretty great. Yeah. Good on you, Cairo. You're the only one I don't question these days, except for sometimes when I think maybe you're underestimating your power. Now, as far as that's concerned, you've decided that you want to fire your offensive coordinator, who I think was really the chairman of the offense for the team. Matt Eberflus doesn't talk about the offense. He talks like he's a defensive coordinator. So now you have to find somebody who I think you've got to consider like a co-head coach, dangerously have to pay them like it too, which is something that they might not want to risk. Additionally, once that decision is made, we're still trying to figure out who this offensive coordinator is going to be aligned with. If it's either going to be Justin Fields or somebody else, you know how I feel. I feel like the Bears have failed Justin Fields. And I think that people who say that he can't go through another offensive coordinator, he's going to go through another one regardless because it's either going to be here or someplace else. The other question I have is, if you care about losing to the Packers so much, why does it happen so often? Because That one I can't answer. Because typically, (laughs) if you care about something changing and you're in, say, a competitive league that gives you advantages – to try to make things more even, you wouldn't lose 10 straight times to the same team, right? And then you sure as hell wouldn't change your entire game plan on both sides of the ball because you know this. To go to your first point, I agree with you there that there was an abdication of offense by Matt Eberflus, which is one of the reasons why I've been so steadfast in believing that allowing him not hiring a DC was a mistake. Even if it's just so that he could focus on other things. And I think that part of the, what we heard over the last couple of days from two of the guys on defense leads me to believe that there were gaps, that there were actual gaps. And I would hope that that is something that is rectified. I don't mind Matt Eberflus calling plays. I do think that there needs to be someone who is putting to helping him put together the game plan and allowing him to spend more time on the offensive side. As it pertains to the the Green Bay thing, I think that it matters to them a lot. I think that they, to me, the answer is pretty simple. They would love to beat the Packers. They don't know how. And that's why they keep losing. They get outplayed and outcoached by them consistently. That happened both times this year. Like, I have no faith in, in this team to do anything when it matters. As bad as that sounds, they've shown me nothing. Today's one of those days. And frankly, you know, it goes back to this whole, and we were laughing about it last night on Twitter, me, Jason Leisure, and whoever wanted to chime in about how dysfunctional that 2021 season-ending press conference was. But even then, their their rally cry was going back to 2018 where you lost a game you shouldn't have and you were going to lose the next week even if you won that one based on what we saw. They, but at the end of the day, you lost. They've been to the playoffs five times in the last 20 years. No one seemed up there to go. I don't want to like relitigate everything with Matt Nagy, but no one up there seemed to realize that the problems with the offense didn't start the next season. 
They started in week 12 of the 2018 season. You and I talked about it on your radio show. And they just, you know, RIP. Um, And they just were like, hey, everything's going to be fine. And then they walked into the next season and things were not fine. Do you remember, like, you guys remember, like, all the stuff that we did? We had the big thing down in the in in the lobby of Prudential, like a big yes. like, football celebration. Yes. And, and, and Florio was with us live. This was an amazing city when the Bears made Man, the playoffs. There's, the real playoffs. There's there's time. nothing better when the bear than when the Bears are good. And this year they did something that I thought was impossible as a as a sports talk show host. Like I'm I'm a firm believer that. What what is great for us is when the teams are good, and if they can't be good, then they need to be interesting. The Bears were able to pull that off. They they were they were not good, but they stayed interesting through Week 18. Because I figured at some point, I I think I even said to Dan, I was like, we might need to start pivoting to other stuff. It was about Week Five. I remember that conversation. Yes, but week but Week Five. Then it was, they about to get Matt Eberflus up out of here. And then things kind of turned around. Can I read you something I found that I think is kind of interesting here? Absolutely. Especially with the Bears press conference arriving at, at 3 o'clock today. And Layla, I'm not interrupting you. Are there, are there more questions on the yeah, list? Yeah, I mean, I have more, but, you know, I know this is an evolving situation. No, go ahead. I, let me. I'll, I'll hold this, but I, I don't want to interrupt your questions. I think the other problem is you fired your offensive coordinator. Almost all of your offensive staff, the the offensive line coach remains. You've decided to give your head coach a vote of confidence when prior to getting Montez Sweat on the field, that defense was openly mocked, and so was what he was doing and his resume based on the results of this season and last. And if you get a new quarterback, you've essentially told everybody you're building around Matt Eberflus. That's what you're doing at that point. I, I would say that they would argue that they are building around the new quarterback. And it's but gonna, you're right. Like him being with ha- a defensive getting, head coach, you're building getting, around Matt Eberfield. Him is, getting yes. dibs on that quarterback is the the part that could be problematic. And it's probably gonna my my guess would be that Occam's razor is it applies here and it's gonna be Frank Reich. Right? Like how many years did they work together in Indy? He worked on like so five, it goes right? back to Four. Bill Polian too. Is that what we're doing Four. here? But th- that's what we do here. That's what the Bears do. That usually these things that look like they're probably going to work end up. I, I I would say, and I'm not an odds maker, but why wouldn't it be Frank Reich? But see, that's my issue with this. So now you just want to run back Indy Light? Is I, that what's happening? I don't. Chances are that's what it's going to be, right? I mean, these, that's an easy sell. Very easy. But these are the conclusions that we have to come to. It's not about step one. It's about like three, four, five, six, and so on. And that's what concerns me here. Would it, you of the, the of the names that we talked about? Would either one of you prefer it not be Frank Reich I, because of the relationship with Eberflus? No, I think about Frank mm-hmm. Reich, but what concerns me is his most recent body of work. I understand that that was a rough situation to be in from from everything we've we've observed in Carolina, but but but, Bryce but I'm Young asking should it and el- working with a quarterback? But no, but, he, but it's not the quarterback that he wanted. There's all kinds of failed. But they head all coaches. say that they all say it's not the quarterback they yeah, want. But, That's why we're in this mess to begin with. Yeah, but he said it pretty early on. That's why he got fired. That, that would make the most sense because that is somebody who has called plays. 
It's somebody who is experienced, who would be a de facto head coach of the offense, who knows how to run a team, who also wouldn't be gunning for Eberflus's job. Right. As far as we know. Right. So I mean, I just think the boxes that Frank Reich checks, you could have that press conference and not be seen as completely incompetent. I don't Frank care about the Wycheck? press conferences as Frank much. Frank Reich. Oh, I thought you said Frank Wycheck. No, he's dead. Yeah, he is. That'd be a weird press conference. Huh? Although it'd be so bears. Easy City Miracle. Miracles It'd be happen. pretty impressive. They raised a man from the dead to come back and be the OC. Okay. I don't know that that's the Kevin one I'm Warren picking. can do that. That's part of his day. That is, is he, he learns after he wakes up and goes through his mental skills See? exercises how to raise people from I'm the dead. I'm not triggered by articles about Kevin Warren. I, I'm not either. But this is this is Hang on a second, Dan. I'm going to talk with Layla for a second. I'll be over here waiting for my egg bites that are now getting cold. They're right. Go get them. Go get them. That's yeah, totally actually, fine. Yeah, you actually could. So here's <laughs> so Layla, here's my thing. Help me out, Doc. Here's my thing. Yeah. Our partner. Oh, God. Chaos will ensue. Our partner has openly mocked anything Kevin Warren. Oh, he wakes up at whatever time. He's he's religious. Like all of this stuff. Dan has spent months mocking it. My issue is why in the world, after spending all that time mocking a person, would you think that they were gonna come in and be the football person that you were hoping for? There's a lot of people who knock people down who also have hope in them. It's your timeline's off though. You're right, but your timeline's off. I had I had the hope. And then realize that he might just be a self-aggrandizing politician. It's your dysfunctional way of dealing with the expectation you place on people rather than let, letting them do their own thing. I'm also allergic to that kind of hagiography hey and myth-making. Additionally, and we all had questions about but we all had questions about Kevin Warren's resume and his role on the team and what he was going to do. I, too, hope that his football acumen would lead to better decision-making or at least some sort of oversight that was badly needed on this team. But but what if the oversight, I'll go back to the point I made earlier. What if the oversight is, I trust Ryan Poles to do his job. If that's the oversight, if that's where he landed, like after after writing down notes and everything else, you know what? Here's my opinion. I trust you to do the right thing. What do you think we need to do? I think we need to, I think Matt Eberflus is a good coach that has the attention of this locker room. We need to get him an entirely new offensive staff. I think that I still wonder who Ryan Poles is delegating with as well. I, I think that similar, is a fair question. Similar to what we saw out of Bill Polian still having a crucial role on this team or George McCaskey admitting to talking to other NFL teams They're when not it came to, to what you. to do. I think you still have to ask who the relationships are built with. And in some of these representational uh, how do I put this? Who they're all represented by. We can just say Trace Armstrong. The we don't circle have to overlaps. It. It's not really a Venn diagram so much as it is an actual circle. And I just don't want any one person. Huh. I just don't want any one person to be able to have so much control or influence over a team. No one man should have so much power? Yes. And he's a good example of that self-fulfilling prophecy. He is. So I stumbled on this earlier today. Yes. And egg bites? No, no, I have one left. Just keep it warm. And this is keeping in mind that in two hours and 42 minutes, the Bears will convene the media for yet another. 
press conference about what's new and different and, and changing. So let me read you this. It, it's just a couple of paragraphs that I found. I'm still worried the Bears are going to find a way to Bears this thing up. Changes are coming, and all that remains to be determined is how high they go. Regardless, there can be no more conflict of their mission between the need for new vision and the comfort of familiarity. That's what produced the comical 2010 press conference promising massive change while stressing the importance of continuity. That's what had a general manager hiring assistant coaches. And guys like Bruce Arians walking away when told he'd be required to keep some of them around. And they needed him to do that press conference. It's what the Bears have done. Hiring above and around and between layers. Creating an organizational flow chart that looks like a Mobius strip. They can't seem to quite get it. The highest level new appointee then hires those at the tier below and so on. It's so simple, but seemingly so hard for the Bears to grasp. The mistake can't happen again, but I fear it might. Mobius Strip saved the multiverse. Who, who wrote it and when? Stonecutter. When? Two years ago. He wrote it in 20, before they hired Matt Nagy. Yeah. I wrote it. In 2014. Same thing. Yeah. I don't know. Dece- I actually don't believe Stonecutter exists. December. He tw- does. He's he a real does. person. Yeah, he was a score producer. He was a producer. No, he's not. He's he, Dan's he, email. He was. No, he no, was he a real was. person. He was. Sure it's, he is. Although, although we did have a situation here at the score, Layla, where a host invented a person. Hey, what are you doing? And oh, then, yeah, that no, sounded no, a little... Uh, no, Kenny Owens and then would read... Ray, no, you didn't no, know no. that that's what we were doing? I didn't know that that was part of it. No, yeah, that yeah. This, there was a fictitious person. The, the host created a person. Kenny Owens. The person would fax in things. Yeah, he fax? Him, and he made him African-American. He did not make yeah, him African-American. If you leave he those, would never. If they leave those collars on longer, it helps with the African. These are your and options. Then, you either have go, to listen to White Sox talk or us talk about Murph. And then he go, I got this fax from this guy. And he it. says, blah, 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 blah. You know, he's African-American. I agree with him. That happened. Oh, true. Sounds, Every day. He sounds kind of sociopathy. you some big words like that. What you talking about? But yeah, this is December 23rd, 2014. I can't believe you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Does, does any of this not apply today? Hi. No, I think it applies. It definitely applies. I thought it was Stonecutter from like a day ago. <laughs> Hey, tell Stonecutter to fax praise. it in. No, that's that's high praise. I don't know Thank if we you. I don't know if we've gotten enough Stonecutter lately. Get on your job, man. If you are, or I'm gonna have Dan. Chris Ranji no, punch you in the face. No, he he did send this in today. He was he was criticizing my timeline you, of you Bears coordinators. Never heard that. That's, that's where that's who got that's Stonecutter. That's who Stonecutter. They didn't fight. Was he was just, just, just Ranji was just kidding around. But no, he did. He I did was like, email Ranji in. Ranji actually punched somebody no, in the face. Never, because he reminded me that Ron. Turner, my money was on about a cola. He said Ron Turner had already left to coach U of I before the end of the Wanstead era because there was the Matt Cavanaugh era in there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yep. How'd y'all feel about Ron Zook? Ugh. I remember when he replaced Superior at Florida, and I was like, what? Well, the Ron Zook press conference is great because when he took over as head coach of Illinois, he kept calling it Illinois. Illinois. Oh, boy. All uh-huh. right. We've got to take a break. You know why? Because we're going to break down tape. Yes. And we'll oh, ask Tim, Tim Jenkins. Jenkins. We'll get Tim Jenkins' thoughts about Luke Getze. 
I'm sure right now there's a candle and a drink being poured out at Tony Romo's house for, for Luke Getzky. No, that's for, yeah, that's for Getzky. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tim Jenkins. I've got people real mad at me in Chicago that how dare you? There's a radio guy up there, Mike North. He was real mad. And oh I tried God. to find it gently. Oh. The first thing in his bio was he was born in 1952. And if my grandpappy's on Twitter roasting somebody, I hope they handle him gently. And I tried to. Founder and CEO of Jenkins Elite. Thank God that Justin is Justin or else he would have been deposited into the ground. Yeah, all three of us would have been, like, drinking through a tube right now, telling our wives, like, hey, really great to see you. Breaking down the positives and negatives from Justin Fields. Look at this layer ball from Fields here to commit. With Bernstein and Holmes. A little flash action, one, two, three, four, five, hitch. Enough layer to get over this backer, enough tempo to get in front of the DB. Just big-time stuff from Fields to commit for the Chicago Bears offense in a huge win. On 670 The Score. Let's jump into the film. Indeed, let's do that. He has gone through it, and he is here for one last time, perhaps, to break down a Justin Fields Chicago Bears performance. He is Tim Jenkins on Twitter, at Tim Jenkins Elite, founder and CEO of Jenkins Elite, on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 The Score. Well, we saw one quarterback put on a show on Sunday in Lambeau Field, and alas, it was not the one working for the Bears. Hello, Tim. How are you doing? Well, eh, eh, today. He's doing eh because he's he's not a fan of the fact they didn't make wholesale changes. I would like to talk to you specifically about the changes that they did make. With Luke Getze, what were you what do you think were the determining factors in in why it would be hard to make an argument for him to have kept his job? I thought Dan was more down because he's back from Mexico. You know, I thought he was more no, like no, no, no. vacation. No, I had, a, I had a fabulous time, and it was exactly enough. I was ready to come home, but it, it did what it did. I'm just trying mentally to work on finding that happy place whenever I need it, wherever I am. Also, Lawrence, also, I'm not going to ignore your... I'm not going to ignore your question, but also, Dan, I also got a bone to pick with you the way you introed me. Potentially the last time he's 
joining us. I thought you were firing me. And then no. you brought up the Justin Fields thing, which no. to me, it's like, it's like when your wife says, hey, we got something to talk about. Ugh. Turns out it's a positive thing. You know, so Never. I you kinda had my heart bouncing all over. But uh <laughs> No, you're 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 more stable than any of us, I think. No worries. But no, I think you know, Getty going. Um yeah, I, I would say I'd maybe fall more into dance camp of was probably more hopeful for like a wholesale change because I I it's not just where the offense is at that I think is sometimes disappointing. I think it's kind of the way we play as a unit or the way we handle some adversity at times um, from a coaching staff and the lack of getting fired up when our franchise quarterback is sliding and just getting his head blown off and there's no flags like those kind of things bother me. Um, I think the argument for him to keep his job would have been that stretch they had, right? The probably last seven or eight games where you could, really see some offensive innovation. Now it didn't show up week 18, which is something that we've kind of joked about all year where I come on, we all get really excited. Oh, wow. Look how they did this and this and this. And then we flash forward a week and they throw, you know, 17 run adjust screens. Right. So to me, we kind of fell back more into that lazy, I don't know, play calling. I wish I would have seen us be a little bit more alive too, from the fact of like huge rivalry and we have a chance to keep them out of the playoffs. Like, I would have loved to see that mentality and it kind of seemed more like a huge rivalry, but we all have our tickets booked to our vacation. It really did feel that way. It felt like instead of either opening up the playbook, whether it was on the offensive or the defensive side of the ball, getting creative, doing some stuff that uh, you thought maybe you hadn't done in the season, you know, just something where – you had the license to be creative, but you also had like low risk and high reward. We saw none of that. We saw what looked like really scared coaching. Yeah, I'm not going to use the actual term we use, but like there was also no mess with them, right? There was no like you're week 18, you're out of contention. You can call, you can unload your playbook, right? There's no reason to not feature a ton of stuff that is really hard to cover and also could backfire because who cares, right? You're already out of it. You might as well go for the really high risk rewards. Yes. Instead, we got a ton of just kind of seem like base install. And then, you know, Justin too, I, some of the, he didn't run the ball as effectively as I think he had the rest of the season, but can you blame him? Like, Hey, you're asking me to run QB power in a meaningless game. And I don't know if I'm safe here. Like I'm probably going to get down early too, right? Like I'm not trying to go get blown up. And then it also felt like we didn't have any cover zero beaters, right? It felt like if the Packers pressured them and got into either single high or no high safety and manned up and, and got after us, we really didn't have any one-on-one -on -one let's go win routes. And we also didn't have any pick plays. So it just felt like we didn't have an answer. It felt like one of those games where we had a game plan for if they played coverage. When you saw them drop back and play coverage, you know, you hit the DJ Moore shallow cross, they hit Komet. Um, there, there were some things that they did a good job with if they got coverage. When they got heated up, they had no answer, and it felt like a game that they almost just only expected coverage because every time we saw those you know, cover one or cover zero looks, we just really didn't have an answer or a quality look for our quarterback. 
Dan had said something about this yesterday. You've been like, hey, where are the hot routes? Yeah, I think it's like it's not a, it's it's a combination of everything. It feels like we don't build plays specific to our QB's eyes. What what I mean by that is like every protection has a vulnerability, right? And, and like in the simplest forms, it's think like, hey, we have a vulnerability on our left if we get pressure from the left side, or we have vulnerability for the right. So like if we're in scat right protection, it would mean if our O line would have the four down linemen and the will linebacker, which is our weak outside linebacker, right? Our back is going to look at the mic and scan to Sam, okay? So our back technically has two guys, correct? If Mike and Sam both come and it's scat right, which means our eyes are to the right, then our hot needs to be on our right. It really feels like we don't build plays like that. It feels like we're aware of the fact that if Mike and Sam come, we're hot but we're just counting on fields to bail, bail us out if we get a pressure look versus teaching our guys and saying, hey, if you get this pressure look, we need you to break hot. It doesn't feel like that's the answer. It feels like our answer is we have a really athletic quarterback who if, gets, if he gets pressured, he'll scramble and make it right for us versus – holding everyone else accountable to making sure our, you know, our, our hots are there or our backside sites are there. It just doesn't feel like we have that built in like most NFL offenses. That's how it feels. You know at least one alternative plan as a quarterback. Like, you do. Okay, if this guy's here, do this. And it feels like with that offense, there were zero alternative plans. Or they can the play entirely. Yeah, or it's just panic, throw the screen. And and you know how I feel about RPOs being based off of some sort of pre-snap motion. That and spread, like the concept of people going different places on the field. And Tim, I feel like none of that was there. And everybody just stood like statues for 20 seconds listening to whatever play was going to be called. Yeah, they do definitely wholesale change it a lot too. Like you guys had mentioned where it's, hey, we'll can out of it. And the thing that's challenging about that is, you know, let's not forget. So when you have those hotter sites, right, it's a it's a pure pass play, right? No RPO. It's a pass play through and through. But if they bail out of the pressure, you don't adjust, right? You have your real pass play on. The challenge is, is if you can those looks, right, you kill it to a different play or you can it to a different play, then if they bail out of it, you've now canned into a bad look, essentially, right? Because you mm -hmm. canned it based on a pressure look. So we're getting out of it. And if they bluff us, well, hey, now we're in a bad play. So that's the real challenge, too, with sometimes where you wholesale change these things versus say, hey, you know what? I think they might be bluffing me. Let's keep it on because I know I have this hot. Whereas if Justin's up there like, hey, I'm not sure that we, are, we have a built-in hot here, he probably is going to wholesale change it because I don't want to sit there and have to make two guys miss in order for this play to be successful, right? I, that's just like an unrealistic thing. It reminds me of, you know, the Barry Sanders O-line coach. He went to a clinic once when Barry Sanders was running back, and he, he kept drawing up plays over and over where they would leave the middle linebacker unblocked. And then finally a coach asked, hey, coach, you keep leaving the mic unblocked. And he said, well, that's Barry's guy, right? Like there's, <laughs> there's certain things that just aren't sustainable. And then you wonder, hey, why did Barry retire? It's probably because they just kept leaving a mic backer for him, right? Like I, I'd retire too. I'd be like, hey, boys, I've done enough for you, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I, I think – there's enough where it's part of me understands I have a dynamic guy at the quarterback spot. If we get pressure, I kind of like him getting into scramble drill, 
but I would rather protect him all the same like we do every other quarterback and then encourage him through my coaching like, hey, man, you know, when I call it in, hey, twins right gun, you know, quick scout right, sticky X look. Hey, don't be afraid to hold it here if your X look isn't there and go create something, right? Like you can coach that into the helmet. You don't have to essentially set him up to have free runners in order to achieve it. Let me ask you a speculative question here and feel free to demur if you don't feel specifically informed enough to answer. But how do you think, based on what you know about the offense Frank Reich has has run in the past and what his tendencies are, would he be a fit, a better fit for Justin Fields? Yeah, Dan, you know me well enough. Even if I'm not informed, I'm going to speculate, right? You, you guys go. know me. So, <laughs> That's but, why you're hey, our guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm the guy who was a stock market expert when we were all staying at home. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I know stuff. But, no, I, listen, I've seen a ton of Frank. PJ, actually, that was his first offense he ran when he was in Indy. Okay. I, what I uh, – my hesitation with Frank is I, I think the passing game would fit Justin. My worry is that I don't know if Frank is all that into wholesale adjusting things for his quarterback. Like, I don't know if he would encourage the QB run game like I think you need. Uh, To me, it's like I would love to see a young offensive guy who isn't afraid to create around his guy. It it just – it needs to be – I almost want to see a marriage where the OC – and this isn't going to be very popular in Chicago, but the OC is like, if you're keeping Justin Fields, I want the offensive coordinator to not be set in his ways. I want it to feel more like a partnership when he walks in the room and not a dictatorship. Cause I feel like Justin needs that to be at that point in his career where he has a lot of input if he's going to be successful. And I think that younger you have as a coordinator the more he's willing to adapt his system and he's not set in this is my system you either run it or we'll find someone who can vice versa if you have a young quarterback coming in you probably want someone who's a little bit more set in their ways to hopefully curate his development um the ideal world right is if what you get with houston where you have someone who took their system and also brought in a ton of what that kid ran in college which is why you see him just tearing it up versus every other rookie quarterback. So I don't know. I'd love to see a younger guy who's willing to adapt and take feedback from Justin. Okay. We threw a bunch of like veteran play callers, offense coordinators names out there. Byron Leftwich, Frank Reich, Cliff Kingsbury, Jim Caldwell, a bunch of those type Greg Roman as names as possibilities. Who are some people that we're not, thinking of and that you think are really good and creative and might be a match left which i don't think left which i'd like I, I think left which would be a fit um the other guy that i would tell you is the kid i mean he's not really a kid but uh kellen moore who i'm sure i don't know if he's gonna be back with the chargers who knows because they just let everybody go i think he's interviewing for the head coaching job but that's that doesn't mean he's gonna get it yeah because that would be someone that i think would be interesting there you know, the other one who's more of a veteran, though, too, but you've seen his system adjust is Schottenheimer, but he's in Dallas right now, right? And it's like, would he really laterally move OC to OC? Probably not, which is why part of me is like, I can't believe they didn't. It's just it's hard because now you've got to go. It's really hard because now you have to go find an offensive coordinator, right? And it's like, 
okay, do you find, how do you get some, you really need to be looking at quarterback coaches, right? In the reality, because no one's really going to take on the bears with their dysfunction right now. If it's a lateral move, it's just not what a coach is going to do. They're going to look at it and they're going to go, this is a lame duck year. I'm not going to go there. Right. So really what you need is a, you need a quarterback coach who you feel good about because he needs to get people will jump at the opportunity if it's a higher position, which is why if you would have fired your head coach, now everyone is there. Even if you were a successful offensive coordinator this year, well, a head coach, right? That's a promotion. So you're, you're willing to go take it on. So that's where I'd like, part of me is kind of frustrated because it feels like it limits this list to a bunch of people that quite frankly, like I'm not even going to know because they're just a QC or a QB coach somewhere who you need to offer this job to because they view it now as a step up versus a lateral move that no one's going to take. And I mean, listen, there are people that well, what I'm about what about Zach Robinson? Out. What about Zach Sorry. Robinson? Yeah, I, there's. I mean, yeah, there's guys. I think you could float it to. I just think there's. I, I mean, this is going to sound harsh. I just really think with the way it's currently set up, where people don't know what's going on with the quarterback, the head coach kind of feels like he's in that last year. Like, I just feel like we're kind of setting ourselves up to be a place where a guy's going to go be an analyst at Alabama for a year or sit it out and, and be on TV and then think about coming next year. I just think, like, we've kind of set ourselves up to be, like, not picking from the greatest crop when it comes to filling that spot. Well, Tim, we appreciate the fact that Which you... Which is like, yeah, thanks for all the positivity you brought in 2024, Tim. Like, yeah. Really, uh... No, <laughs> we, we need the real. We, we, no, the we real. like the real, and we appreciate that you you stuck around for the segment, even though Dan fired you. Um, yeah, so know, that's, I was, <laughs> that's that's I a was really good thing. I for a second. I, saw, I thought, man, new year, new me. I'm going to really tear it up in this appearance. And then Dan was ready to just let me go right out of the gate. That's, so that was tough. That's how he rolls. <laughs> Tim, thanks for everything. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. See you guys. That's Tim Jenkins. He is and will be our quarterback. I'm sorry. What about Tim Jenkins? He used to be New Year, New Him. No, I thought please. 2023 Tim Jenkins was working he's, just fine. He's pretty awesome. Yeah, like wh- what? What do you need to reinvent about yourself, Tim Jenkins? Sure. Okay. All right, now I'm going to make Dan sad. Again? No, I was trying to make you happy the last time. Now I'm going to actually works. make you sad because we're going to talk about guardrails next on The Score. Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Everything's looking where it is in terms of good. All right, so there's going to be a press conference or press conferences? Yeah, apparently there's one report that Kevin Warren is having his own that Eberflus and Poles are going to answer questions and then Warren is going to have... They're going to be the opening act, I guess. That's your man. So then- here, here's what the Bears, the actual Bears press release says. General Manager Ryan Poles and head coach Matt Eberflus will be available at 3 p.m., followed by President and CEO Kevin Warren. Your man. Oh. They're, the, they're just the warm-up act. I don't then- like this purple monkey dishwasher business either. So whose name is the biggest on the Lollapalooza-style poster? Is it Ryan Paul? Oh, Kev- oh, Kevin Warren's name. Kevin Warren's name, Kevin Warren's name is on the top of the poster. Noah's think- name is going to be big. Like, Ryan Poles would prefer that he gets the little Sean Dunstan font. Khalil Mack's that. name is, yeah. like, at the bottom. Like, he wants that. And Ryan Poles? Pro- Ryan Poles wants the, 
wants the littlest nah. font on his name nah. possible. Nah. No, Warren's probably Ryan, gonna get I think a, Ryan pulls it somewhere in the middle. I think he's a middle guy. I think he's like got the Miles Master Bony size. Yes. <laughs> the, the Nick Madrigal <laughs> size. Layla, that's the name that I just started cracking up laughing because I knew it would make Ray enraged. Dude, look at the poster. All I'm asking you to do is look at the poster. I know we're talking about the Bears, but the thing that I didn't have time to say really quickly that I'll say now is you have Rick Sutcliffe's name all the way at the bottom in tiny font, and he should be raised up and replaced Nick Madrigal because of all the dumbass Nick Madrigal plays he had to call out this year. Hey, Here's until last they year. get a third baseman, until they get a third baseman, who is going to be there? I mean, has I Rick Sutcliffe it. ever been a 5 to a player? <laughs> nope. How so about those can, Bears? He can take his Cy Young award. Yeah. yeah. Right? Take your Cy Young and your ability to hit as a pitcher. <laughs> I don't care about any of that. I actually love the idea of creating a poster. Actually, Sutcliffe might be it, close to a 5 player. But making it in the same concept <sighs> where like Randall like Tyson Bajan's gold name glove? is like in two-inch two font. Let's see here. <laughs> Maybe now Getsy can take Bajant with him and his dad. We've got you covered with the latest this updates. Is, this is dad catching strays for? Discussion All on his the dad Bears. did was have a good time. Headed into a critical offseason. Just download the Odyssey app, search for 670 The Score, and tap follow to receive alerts on our Bears coverage. And if you can't get enough Bears coverage, check out the Take the North podcast with David Haw and Dan Wiederer, breaking down the biggest storylines for the offseason. Follow Take the North on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your Podcast. You know they put Brandon Marshall's name in like two point font. Yes, they would do that. Here's what I want now. I mean, now we we don't have no time to kind of mess with Dan, but I'll mess with Dan this way. I think that Dan should offer himself up this afternoon to just be live on the Twitch stream listening to the press conference. Oh, a little mystery science theater, if you will. Yes. Kind of an alternate broadcast. Yes. Like, it should just be a camera on Dan's face. And we can just see his little face as they start to say stuff. Shoulders. Then, you need the shoulders, too. He, yes. Head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. But he, like, slumps and could, you sits could, up and then slumps. The, the moment that the first press conference ends, and then you just see Dan mouthing the words, Oh, come on! Now this guy? I'll do it. <laughs> I, I I'd be happy to do it. I got nowhere to be. I don't think that we can do it because we're we're going to be streaming Parkins and Spiegel. Right. But I'm saying if there were a way to put you on the score Twitch stream while listening to the press conference, that it would be dynamite. What do you Actually, want to bet? I think the theme of the original segment carries through with Ann Heron, and it did with Tim Jenkins too. So it still applies. We can have this little sure. interlude, the sorbet course, the the intermezzo, if you will. Oh. Yeah, I, I would think that. If Kevin Warren is going to have his own press conference following the warm-up act, <laughs> puppet show and spinal tap, I would think that they're going to like swap out the backdrop. Yeah, they might. They'll, they'll put in like they'll bring out like American flags and gold pillars. Why not? They do it for press conferences at Bulls. Like Layla and I have seen it. We're like here, here you are, and you you've got Billy, and then Billy gets up. And then the other coach comes in. He can't be sitting behind a Bulls backdrop. And then they see the Bulls people hustle and they put the other backdrop behind. That's what there. I mean. Like Kevin, they, they sold the Kevin Warren backdrop to some other. Although you see that they did post a job at, uh, at on LinkedIn for this. So what? Layla yeah, just fell for was, it. By the way, what? 
Remember how I was telling you that if there was a movie about Parkins that Ravi Triano would pay, play him? Yeah, he's handsome Parkins. And then then Layla was like, I just saw Parkins with a cap on. I was like, I don't think that was Parkins. Man, he but was here's the problem. Fine. No, but here's here's the problem. Hats throw me off and Lawrence knows this. Dear God, she didn't even know who I was. Me, well, what? You, okay, first of all, you gave me like the back to the future look. Like you had just come from another era and you had this hat on. Like you were the dude roads? delivering the letter. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need roads. At was, the railroad. I was wearing a suit and and a hat, like an actual hat. It was like a fedora-ish yes. type of deal. And, and Layla was like, can I help you with something? And I was like, I'm one of your friends. I'm very sorry. I'll go away now. And then he started talking and I was like, Lawrence, is that you? <laughs> I'll tell you who won't be wearing a hat. Big Aunt Heron. Yeah! He, he doesn't wear hats. No, and he doesn't have any facial hair either, which means we're not supposed to trust him. Mm. According you to trust Trump. him. Mm. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.